This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Prime time on Football Friday. No one comes into our house and pushes us around. 1080 The Fan. How you play today, from this moment on, is how you will be remembered. This is a Football Friday edition of Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Alene Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Football Friday with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? What is going on? We are Sans Souk today. No ahoy. No ahoy. He is, uh, from what I understand, took him a long time to get in to see the, I don't know what kind of doctor. Orthopedist, maybe? Is that what it is? I don't know. For his knee. Yes. So he got in today, and so he uh, has today off, and uh, maybe within the next, oh, I don't know, six months, he'll be able to schedule a surgery. That's the hope. Because he needs surgery on his knee. I think he's had had or needed surgery on every joint. (laughs) Yeah, he's had a lot of surgeries, that one. Uh, So he will be back on Monday. We will party. Yeah. We will party. I have, uh, we have so much today. We have a lot of audio today. Yeah, we do. Um. Buckley knows because he had to go get the audio. <laughs> Does it bother you when I just when I just bombard you in the morning with with tweets and texts of audio to go grab? No, it's only problematic if it comes in like super last minute and we already have uh, you know other stuff to do, or if we have technical issues here or something like that. But yeah. no, I had plenty of time today. Got it all done. We're we're ready to rock. Yeah, we've got uh, so Joey Harrington will be on today as he usually is on Fridays at five thirty. But the segment before him, we are going to reveal something that. I don't know. This was like, I think it was last week this happened. Had no idea until it came across my timeline today and is truly incredible. It is a video that has been viewed over a million times. Yeah, exactly a week ago today, I believe. Yeah, and it involves our friend Joey Harrington, and it's quite remarkable, and I'm not going to spoil it. Quite uh, viral, though. Past that, but yeah, it's it's amazing. So we'll, we've got a lot to talk about with um, with Joey today, and of course we'll get into the conference uh, championship games uh we will build the do we have the courage to build the the proper hot dog do we have the courage to do that on a friday Ooh, i mean i'm i feel courageous in building any hot dog but uh, i know that the hot dog toppings can be controversial very very so yesterday we built our own breakfast burritos Mm -hmm. and i went mine's pretty mid it's pretty basic but i'm going uh suk likes the chorizo i'm going with uh, the eggies, mm-hmm. bacon, mm-hmm. cheese, hash browns, or whatever, potatoes, um, avocado. Yes. Salsa. A, a fresh sour. slice of avocado or more of a guac situation? No, I like the sliced I avocado. Do I do too. And then uh, salsa and uh, sour cream. And I was, I was uh, Chef Ben, who listens to our show. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry. Chef Bruce. Bruce. Chef Bruce. He agreed. He liked my... Uh, 
breakfast burrito. Now, I think that when I reveal my proper hot dog... Not going to be as popular? I don't think so. Okay. How do, how do you... I mean, what do you start with on the hot dog? Well, so my entire life, it started with ketchup and mustard. Right. So, But I know that ketchup in many places is controversial. Very. If you don't use mustard in other places, that is very controversial. So um, I like them both. I don't have a problem if you want to leave the ketchup off, but it's always kind of been a staple for me. There are other things I'll put on there, though. You know, I, I was just thinking about this, that I feel like mustard and ketchup, the only acceptable item in my world to have either on is no that's not true one of the only acceptable items to have both of them on is hot dog yeah because i will only use ketchup for one other thing and that's french fries okay other than that i'm out so if you have a burger you're doing like an aioli situation yeah i mean i i think i think a burger with ketchup and mustard these days is uh, you're missing out it's pretty rare. I feel like more often you get like a ketchup mayo combo or you get some sort of aioli situation. Yeah, some sort of, uh, yeah, like a little fancier, mm-hmm. a little bougier burger. Mm-hmm. So I anyway, don't mind a bougie burger either. I don't either. I mean, I, I like a basic one, but I like a bougie Dude, one too. people doing twists on burgers, That's I live for that. That's good for humanity. That's right. You know, it's a great burger, Lower Hearst Market. That's right. All right, so. neighborhood steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, a little plug there. I'm watching golf, uh, John Rahm charging up the leaderboard. Uh, so we uh, will probably spend most of the day talking golf. Awesome. You know, forget football. I haven't really watched any this year. Oh, yeah? Uh, maybe a tiny bit, but re- yeah, really not very much. Hey, good leaderboard. You've got basically one guy, Sam Ryder, who's never won on the PGA Tour, being hunted down by John Rahm, Colin, Morika- Colin Morikawa, Max Homa, and Tony Fino. Okay. Like, yeah, good luck, Sam Ryder. Good luck with that. That's always fun, isn't it? Doesn't it feel like... Uh... You know, like the weakest animal in the herd just got picked off by the pack. And like, <laughs> which one? It's like, which yeah. hyena is going to get to the gazelle first? Not right. This. He's like an antelope sprinting yeah, across yeah. the But it's the surrounded land. and doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. Now, we'll have a lot of football talk today, guys. Well, I am. I cannot tell you how fired up I am for these championship games. And we got Sook's picks yesterday. He likes, he's a Philly Cincinnati guy. I'm a little bit more Niners Chiefs guy. And I tell you, you can make a case for any of these four teams. It's going to be wild. And uh, we will we will break down a lot of that today. We have conference championship stats of Palooza. A lot of stats I've compiled in my research over the week that we will uh, dump out there. And um, <clears throat> yeah, we got to we got to go back and revisit Nick Sirianni's initial press conference. Yeah, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't. And we thought this guy was going to be a joke. And look at this; he's got the best team in football. He's got a little attitude and swagger to go with it. At least statistically. Yeah, now we think he's great. So, um, yeah, a lot to do today, and um, I can't wait. Now, let's start with some audio. Now, we don't normally have first segment audio, but i got to get this in here because I don't know if we're going to have time anywhere else. Okay. And that is uh, (laughs) the greatness of Stan Van Gundy. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not – I had to catch up on this today. Because I I don't I just this time of year the NBA is not on my radar. Give me give me All Star break, and then the second half and 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 I'll wind up some NBA. But Stan Van Gundy is an American treasure. He's been calling NBA games for a long time, and I guess what happened was there was a there was a short little Twitter exchange. Yeah, I was familiar with this. This basically. Um... With Kevin Durant. Right. So Stan was kind of lamenting, like, what is going on? These guys are playing less than they ever have before, and they're getting injured more often. Like, some, something's wrong here. And Kevin Durant says, damn, Stan be spitting. And he thought, Stan, 
that Kevin Durant was disagreeing with you. He's like, no, Kevin, what I'm saying is, and yeah. he went to like double down. He's like, Stan, <laughs> I was agreeing with you. I said, you're getting, you spitting facts. You know, it's a good thing. Yeah, well, Stan pulled a dad. Uh, we've all been there. So Stan, he didn't understand what Durant was saying. So Stan says, 90s NBA teams had just a trainer and a strength coach. They practiced more often and harder and played more back-to-backs. Teams now have huge medical and performance staffs and value rest over practice, yet injuries and games missed are way up. Something's not working. And Kevin Durant, um, for you kids out there, says, Stan spitting, like you said, which means, you know, that guy's telling the truth right there. speaking the truth. And then... Gundy's dad reply is, no, I'm not criticizing the players. I'm saying that we're getting something wrong in how we prepare and train players. We can't do anything about injuries like yours. He fell on your leg. But all of these groin, hamstring injuries, etc. shouldn't be happening as much as they are. Stan, I agree with you, LOL. Uh, <laughs> spitting means you're speaking the facts, Stan. That's from some guy named Felipe. And then Stan says, oh, I had no idea. So Stan has now incorporated... So he he claims that Kevin Durant has got him on UrbanDictionary.com. Lovely. I love that. And so Stan has taken that to his broadcasts. Here's here's one of those. Well, great cut by Bullock, and this pass is tremendous. That pass was busted. Oh, well done. I didn't know you were going for that tonight. That came out of nowhere. Oh my God! That guy, <laughs> his co or his his little his play by play guy, could not sound any more white. By the way, oh, <laughs> oh not at all, Stan. Look uh, at you, Stan. Didn't know you lingo. were going there. Ha ha. Stan Van Gundy bussin', which I didn't. I had to look that one up. And what does it say? What what is it? Bussin'. Actually, I have Urban Dictionary up right here, so I will tell you. Yeah, it means um, like good. Yep. Ridiculous. If something know. was really good. Yeah. And then, um, so, so so it caught his uh, co-host off guard there, his uh, play-by-play guy. Then uh, Van Gundy continues um, later in the broadcast. That'll be Dallas ball with 39.8 remaining. Stan, you continue to marvel the sports world with your replay predictions. You're now 9-2. and two. Well, I looked at it this way, though. The referees are 9-2. and two. I'm 11-0. I'm right Good all point. the time. But the referees have gotten 9 of those 11 correct. <laughs> now, that may seem arrogant, but... No, it's truth. You're truth But when you're that. spitting, you're spitting. Another out-of-the-pocket move today. You've been on your game tonight, Coach. It's the sun. It's the Phoenix sun that's doing it for you. All right, here we go. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, but he couldn't be any more uncomfortable. Could not find a, a reasonable transition out of that, could he? Ha, ha. Well, I'm here for Stan Van Gundy urban diction- bringing Urban Dictionary to his, uh, <laughs> to, his, uh, to his broadcasting chops. That's fantastic. Um, all right, so let's get our uh, get our poll question in. We'll do that next. It uh, shockingly pertains to uh, this weekend's games, uh, the conference championship games, and then we'll have conference championship stats a palooza. We will be spitting and bussing today, don't you think? I think we'll definitely be spitting. We yeah. hope it's bussing. Yeah, we hope it's <laughs> that's right. We hope it's bussing. Uh, it is three twelve. Thanks for being with us here on a Friday on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, I've gone and done it again. I, I was so happily scrolling through urbandictionary.com during the break that I forgot to put up the poll question. So it'll be up there shortly. A blissful place, isn't it? Boy, you... <laughs> So somebody said we can continue when Rob admits he didn't know those two terms either. Uh, I told you I did not know bussin. Did you? Uh, I've heard it used. I would not have been able to use it appropriately. Like I would. I don't think I would have used it as an adjective that meant good, which apparently is what it means. So I've heard it used. I would not have been able to use it. So is it proper to say that Urban Dictionary is bussin? That it's good? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, that's like saying Wikipedia is bussin, which you could, I guess. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but I did know spitting because that's what I do all day. For sure, bro. Made a career out of spitting. So. And, and then Ryan Buckley said that you can. Urban Dictionary is a wild place, and there's a lot of stuff on there you don't want to read. No. But uh, he pointed out that you can put in your name, and Urban Dictionary will have a meaning for it. Yeah, in in most situations. It's like someone's written a definition for what type of a person your name is. <laughs> so, so I have Jason here, okay. and we'll we'll. So this is uh, our our friend Souk, who is not here today. But it says UrbanDictionary.com says Jason is a sarcastic person, but when you get to know him, he will talk and joke around with you. He is a hopeless romantic that dreads being alone. He calls the woman <laughs> that he loves beautiful, not hot. He makes sure the lucky girl he has in his life is okay at all times. He tries to be a good guy to everyone and is always trying to clear his past. <laughs> and then it says, see that guy right there? That's Jason. Boy, I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, bits and pieces, maybe. And I've got Ryan here. Ryan is a guy who likes to read his own name on this website. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ryan, I'm a Ryan too. You don't need to hear other people say you're great and funny. We both already know that. Keep being Ryan, Ryan, from Ryan. <laughs> Being a Ryan is effing great. We're so funny. <laughs> well, I here have Isaac, and uh, this is quite flattering, sir. Isaac is one of the strongest people you will ever meet, physically and mentally. One of his biggest strengths and weaknesses is his big heart. Hands down, one of the naturally brightest and most intelligent beings you will ever have the pleasure <laughs> of meeting. Yeah. You won't ever hear yourself saying he was wrong, because it's so rare he is wrong, and that is because he chooses his words wisely Correct. and only speaks when he knows them to be true and does not have any problems admitting when he does not know something. He can light up a room with his laugh, uh, or he can make grown men pee their pants. He is completely <laughs> oblivious whenever a woman likes him. He's a guy you can literally tell anything, and you won't feel judged or embarrassed. Wow. That is so accurate. And then the uh, the faux conversation is, is really something. Guy number one says, man, what happened last night? You look so effed up. Guy number two says, you know Isaac, right? Well, he beat my ass and cleaned me up and sat me down and talked to me like he was my brother. I'm actually kind of glad he did that. Guy number one, you're happy he kicked your ass? Guy number two, look, bro, I've been effing up. He was right, and I took the advice he gave me, and now me and my girl are back together, and I'm ready to be better. And guy number one says, wow, maybe yes. I should call an Isaac. Yeah, <laughs> so much yes. God, that's accurate. I love that. And Sam Van Gundy's play-by-play -play guy is Brian Anderson, I guess. I don't know. Never heard of him. I f I'm, I'm familiar with his voice probably just from NBA national broadcast, but I, I don't know him either. Play the first one again real quick. Well, and great cut by Bullock, and this pass is tremendous. That pass was busted. Mm. Oh, well done. I like the 90s. I didn't know you were going right for that tonight. Too. That came out of nowhere. Well done. That came out of nowhere. Poll question is up. Uh, 1080 The Fan on Twitter. Uh, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Uh, today, uh, the question is obvious. Who is winning the Super Bowl? Uh, Niners, Eagles, Bengals, or Chiefs? Now, yesterday we had a poll that said, who are you most confident will win Sunday? Um, the final results of that poll, because I was very curious at how you would all vote on I'm that. still curious about that, because I don't even know the answer to that. Well, I've, I've been hearing uh, through all my uh, gambling sources that the public is on Cincinnati and Philadelphia. And I want to be on the other side. Right. You, you, general rule, fade the public. Um, Eagles, 34%. Most confident will win Sunday. Eagles, 34%. Uh, Niners, 26%. Bengals, 25%. Chiefs, 15%. So the Eagles certainly are the the uh, public darling. Now, Suk likes the Eagles a lot. And where do you sit on that now? I know you, you were Dude, you're going back and forth a little bit, but if you had to answer that poll question from yesterday today, who are you most sure wins on Sunday? I'm going to go Kansas City. It's crazy, but that's my answer too. I don't know if it's crazy, but I don't feel like that should be the answer. That's what my gut says. Yeah, that feels like a terrible answer, doesn't it? Because I, I, the Bengals are so good. Well, and I think I like it for intangible reasons. The ones that you mentioned before about them losing three straight, and there's no way Pat Mahomes loses a fourth to these guys. Like, I, I believe in that. I think this is the kind of game they will themselves to win some way, somehow, throw all the stats out the window. Well, I've got some stats that will back up a KC win. Uh, you know, as as you know, uh, we all do this. We think uh, one way about a game, and then we we, you know, the confirmation bias element, we go search for things that that uh, back that up. The reality is, and that's why it's such a good question, is these games are both 
pretty much toss-ups. I mean, look at the point spreads. I mean, yeah. um, this is the closest point spread in an AFC title game since 1998 on the AFC side. So what is it, one or one and a half? Yeah, the last I checked, Kansas City is back to favored at minus one and a half. That thing's fluctuated about four points. Bengals favored, Chiefs favored. Now it's settled in as Kansas City is a slight favorite. Uh, the NFC title game is the closest point spread since 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went through and looked at the championship games because I just, I don't know, you just kind of forget who all plays in the championship games. If you start on the AFC side, I mean, I I can't think of a better championship weekend pair of games even even going through and scrolling through all of the games, the past games, these last handful of years, I can't think of a better weekend than this one. Because, remember, it was the freaking Patriots over and over and over and over before it became the Chiefs now in five straight uh, title games. And the Patriots, I don't know, they're just, they weren't all, to me, they were never that interesting, right? Like, you didn't want to watch, I mean, the Patriots were greatness, but it wasn't, I don't know, it was... They weren't interesting matchups. It wasn't like dynamic, exciting greatness, yes. kind of. It was like right. expected to win and be methodical and businesslike right. and just take care of it greatness. So you had Bengals-Chiefs last year, which is good. We had Chiefs-Bills the year before that, and the Chiefs beat them by two teddies. You had Chiefs-Titans. I forgot the Titans made the title game. You had Patriots-Chiefs. And then uh, before that, you got Patriots-Jags, Patriots-Steelers, Patriots-Broncos, Patriots-Colts, Patriots-Broncos, Patriots-Ravens, Patriots-Ravens. Um, you got to go all the way back to 2010, where there's no Patriots. It was Steelers, Jets, and like none of that stuff is. I mean, and none of. By the way, not many of those games were very close either. Um, none of that stuff is great. This rematch is great, and then on the NFC side, so it's the closest point spread since 2000. Uh, what I say, 2012, and that game was Niners Falcons. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the, and the Niners won that. Yeah, LaMichael James scored a touchdown in that game. Random fact. That was uh, that was the Colin Kaepernick taking the league by the read option storm that year. The following week, he just torched Green Bay on the ground. I don't... And then they went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Ravens. Lost to the Ravens, yeah. I don't remember the Falcons being in the title game that year. What? No, no, they were. This is, this is before that. That's what I'm saying is that this was like the divisional round before the Niners played the Packers. No, the, I'm looking. Oh, at, this was the oh, this yeah. was the NFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah, I'm it must have been the, the week before then that they beat the Packers. Yeah, yeah, Falcons. Yeah. So then you had Falcons. from that point on, you had Seahawks Niners. Uh, remember that one? That was a great game. Yeah, phenomenal. The Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman tip pass. Yeah, yeah. Seahawks Packers also great. Did that have the big uh, special teams uh, issue with? Wasn't the end? that the big comeback? Ooh, that might have been. Didn't they come back and they they went into overtime? That the Packers were dominating that game, and somehow the Seahawks forced overtime. I thought there was a, like, yeah, I thought there was a weird uh, onside kick thing where someone had an onside kick blunder towards the end of that game. Well, I'm sure the Seahawks bros will be texting in about that. Um, Panthers Cardinals, come on! Yeesh. Do you remember that score? That was the year Cam Newton made the Super Bowl. Panthers beat them forty nine to fifteen. I don't remember that at all. Me I, I, I want to like look at my calendar and see what I was doing that weekend because I don't even remember those two teams playing. Right, but the, I remember the in that Panthers uh, Broncos Super Bowl sucked too. I Wait, so who was the quarterback for that Cardinals team? Because it was it wouldn't have still been Warner, right? And it wouldn't it would have been too early to be Kyler. Was it like 
Right. Sam Bradford or something? Who? who? Now Let's I'm like, take a look. I'm like, hold on a second. Carson Palmer? What? I, I like, how? Who was on that Cardinals team that was any good? I guess you had, you probably had Larry Fitzgerald. Who was on that team? I got to look that up. Yeah, we can figure that out yeah, in the break. I'll figure that out. Um, then, so after that game, let's see, what was that? 2015. Then we go Falcons, Packers. Falcons kicked their ass. It uh, was Carson Palmer. It was? Yeah. Carson went, Palmer played in a, a title game? He went 23 of 40 in that game for 235. I always think in my head, these stats that you remember that aren't true, I, I just always remember him, or I think of him as never having won a playoff game. Like, always, because that game that the The one that he got he rolled hurt, up on the leg. Yeah. The first, first he was one, really yeah. good. I guess that's not true. He did win a playoff game. Falcons, Packers, uh, Eagles, Vikings, also a blowout in 2017. Uh, Rams, Saints, that was a good one. Well, that was the Nickel Roby Coleman pass interference game, right? Yep. That was 2018. Then we had your Niners against the Packers, which was a blowout in 2019. That was disappointing. I remember that game, and that, that one we were all fired up for. And I think the Packers like scored on their first drive, and it looked like it was going to be a good game, and then it just wasn't. Yeah, they just they dominated the Packers. And then we have Bucks packers and last year Rams-Niners was a good game. Um, but I, I don't remember... You know, looking through these games, re- refreshing our memory of the championship games. I don't remember two more evenly matched, two better uh, games the same year than than we're getting uh, this year. And I feel in most cases, even if the spreads are close, we collectively and even in the like national media have a better sense of who is the right side and who is the underdog side. And I I think you could say both of them were a toss up, and you could still convince me of either team winning either of these games. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what you want, right? And there's probably the four best teams. I mean, I mean, I guess you know you could throw the Bills in there, but the Bengals have kind of proven they're better. Um, so the only thing that's going to piss me off is if we're sitting there on Sunday and we get blowout. I, I, I that'll be a bummer, and it might happen in one of these. It could, yeah. I mean, I like I said, you look at some of these scores going back to to some of these championship games. Not a lot of them are that close. I mean, we had Rams Niners was close last year. But it's not. I mean, there's a lot of blowouts in the in the championship game. So hopefully there are no blowouts. They both come down to the wire. Maybe a defensive showdown, Eagles Niners. Offensive showdown, Bengals Chiefs. Let's get it. So there's our uh, poll question. It is at 1080 the fan on Twitter. Who is winning the Super Bowl? You didn't answer. Who do you think's winning the Super Bowl? Today I'll say Kansas City. Because I, the thing is, I'm, and it's only because I'm more confident in Kansas City winning their game than either the Eagles or Niners winning that game. I could think, I think that the winner of that game may just go and beat whoever wins the AFC, but I have less of an idea who's going to win in the NFC, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you're, as, as close as Bengals Chiefs is, Eagles Niners is closer. <laughs> yeah, How maybe. on earth do you predict that game? I think just the one thing that people point to is Brock Purdy's a rookie. A rookie's never played in the Super Bowl. The Eagles' defense is going to warm him up. He's going to make uh, uh, some mistakes. I don't know. He hasn't yet. Both quarterbacks younger than Stetson Bennett. <laughs> is that true? Both Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy are younger than Stetson Stetsy Bennett. Stetson yes. is older than Jalen Hurts. That is mind-blowing. Yeah. He's older. He's the same age or was born in the same year as Lamar Jackson, who's won an NFL MVP and been playing for four years. <laughs> All right. There's our poll. Vote all that we ask. Vote hard. Let's get some conference championship stats of Palooza going uh, coming up next. But first, Buck with Sports Center. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Man, how good does Tory Pines look on TV right now? Golf is the ultimate visual sports porn. Sports you know? porn? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, just visually from, from that perspective. Like, I want to have golf on in the background really more than anything. It's the perfect. Just because it looks so It just looks nice. pristine. All these places, the places where the pros play, just look fantastic, especially places on the coast or whatever. Yeah. They have, they've had a lot of rain down there, so it looks especially good right now. Very Corey. lush. It's down in San Diego, right on the water. Come on, baby. So, uh, a couple of news items from the conference championship games. Uh, quick injury uh, update. Patrick Mahomes, obviously he's, Andy Reid said, he's going to start. And he's not even on the injury report, which is really wild to me that that guy has a high ankle sprain. You you know, you follow sports for any length of time, you hear about guys with a high ankle sprain. That is a nasty injury. Wouldn't you think he'd even be on there as, like, probable? Like, isn't isn't that part right. of an injury report? Or well, do you they, not have to be on there if you're not questionable? No, they took him off. Wow. Um, and that's amazing considering they would not let him back in the game last week. Yeah. For, for, a, for a period of time. Yeah, and I just, maybe it wasn't, I don't know, maybe they're overplaying it as a high ankle sprain or, you know, playing coy with it. I don't know, but he looks good. You know, they show some of the videos of him running around at practice. He looks fine. Um, Very, very minimal limp so he's he's going to be fine which is which is the reason that the line has moved back in favor of uh, Kansas City now the thing about KC that's interesting and again they you know you never know what these coaches on this on these injury things but all of a sudden today Travis Kelsey showed up on the injury report and he is now questionable which is huge if he can't go oh boy yeah that's about as important a player yes. for that team <laughs> Not named Patrick Mahomes as I can come up with. Now, I'm going to check. Let's see here. I'm going to try to find out real quick on the fly who their backup tight end is. And I would bet you. Mm-hmm. I feel like in that offense, some passes. Oh, it's Noah Gray. Oh, I would not have got that. They also have old Blake Bell. Remember that dude? The Belldozer? Oklahoma, the Belldozer. Yeah. He's yeah. Like a pre-Tebow or post-Tebow. I don't know. Yeah, I think I was post-Tebow because we all compared him to Tebow. But I, I don't know how serious that is because they said Travis Kelsey practiced fully today. But apparently he has a back injury. So that's that's also another dicey one with backs. You know, you never know. That thing seizes up or whatever. But he was getting treatment, and they said that he, would, he did not talk to the media because uh, he was getting treatment. So he dodged the media, so we don't know what's going on with him. That's a big one. Um, that is the, a huge looming question mark. Yeah, nobody knew it was there. Yeah. Or it could just be nothing. But chances are, I mean, as Suko always likes to say, this time of year, this these games, these guys are all playing. Right. They're playing but hurt. is he going to be limited? Because yeah. what makes him special is he's that much faster and stronger than all the other tight ends and linebackers out there. So, like, if he's limited, right. does it bring him back to a more pedestrian average level of play? Well, Ryan, maybe it's Blake Bell time. Oh, boy. For the Chiefs. MVP of the AFC title game, Blake Bell. Um... Okay, Bengals are saying that their right guard 
Alex Kappa and left tackle Jonah Williams, those guys who have been out, they missed the Bills game. Um, <clears throat> the other offensive lineman that they're missing is out for the year. Uh, those guys, while they were improving this week, they are not going to play. So they, so the Bengals will once again be without three starters on the offensive line for this game. Um, they did say that uh, Bengals tight end, Hayden, uh, Hayden Hurst, he is going to play. Now on the Niners side, Christian McCaffrey practiced in full. He He's going to play. Full go. Elijah Mitchell, though, still questionable. I don't know how big of a deal that is for I you. I think just from following 49ers people, they think he's going to go as well. I, I just don't know how significant his injury is. Yeah, I, th- I think they're all going to play, quite frankly. But, um, you know, if they're banged up and limited, that's that's trouble. And I think that Mitchell is the kind of player you could probably survive without. Um, it would be harder to play without a McCaffrey or a Samuel. <clears throat> Deal says uh, people are saying they're only showing snippets of Mahomes and that he's just acting, but we've all seen those State Farm commercials. The guy can't act. Well done, Deal. <laughs> Conference Championship Stats of Palooza. Okay, so these are some things that uh, I've come across in my research of this game that I find um, interesting, or these games, I should say, uh, pertaining to both games. But um, rookie quarterbacks. Okay, this is something I'll ask Joey Harrington about later since he played the position and was once a rookie quarterback, unlike you and I. But rookie quarterbacks in conference title games, 0-4, four touchdowns, nine interceptions, and a passer rating of 51. I mean, it's really remarkable how few rookie quarterbacks have even made it to this point. That's what that... The fact there have only been four ever? Crazy. That's That tells you how hard it is to be a good rookie quarterback. It's crazy. I still, though, don't think that I, – I said when Purdy was doing his thing early on, whenever that was, a couple months ago, five weeks ago, whatever, I was like, man, I just don't think the Niners can go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback or with Brock way. Purdy. I just didn't feel yep. – I was like, man, somebody is going to – in the playoffs, it's a different animal. He's going to meet a defense, and that could happen this weekend. It could be right, ultimately right about that because if the Eagles – really expose him um then you know that's that's kind of that was our point point. and if we're honest it could have happened last week and there were a couple tipped balls that could have been picked off like they, that's like, true he's walking right on the line boy you know? that is true last weekend you know that's a good point because he is getting a lot of credit and rightly so he did not turn it over last weekend but the margin's been dude thin. the cowboys dropped two picks and there were a couple that were just out of reach or whatever i mean it's it's just teetering on the edge yeah so I and Cowboys, you know, that's a hell of a defense. The Eagles is even better. So maybe that's proven right, but at the same time, even if that happens, I just don't I, I think the Niners they're fine with Purdy. I think they can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy just because they have so many weapons. Kyle Shanahan's so good and their defense is just so legit. I, I don't know. I, I it, it would not shock me at all to see the Niners win it all with a rookie quarterback third string quarterback it'd be a great story and um i think he could do it I, again that eagles niners game is a toss-up but uh, i've kind of changed my tune on that but i also feel the like stats don't look good for rookies in in the conversation but i also feel like in this realm we probably don't have as much to go on because most rookie quarterbacks also don't start or if you do you're a big arm first rounder who was expected to play right away and like 
Purdy to me is a little bit different because he's a guy that only got drafted because of his experience, not because of his like vital stats and his big arm and stuff like that. Where, so I mean, I I think that it's still going to be difficult for him against that defense. But I almost view him differently than like your typical rookie starter because he wasn't supposed to come in and play right away. He was just there because he could kind of figure it out mentally, and and that's where I feel like maybe he's a little bit different, and maybe he's like more a more seasoned guy. Yeah, I mean, I think he gets a lot of unfair. Um, sort of, I, I I think it's a little unfair to place the Mister Irrelevant tag onto him. Like he was the last guy drafted, so that is always made fun of. You know, each year we talk about that, and I and I think that that kind of hurts. Like if he were undrafted and signed and play, I think he would get less criticism than being Mister Irrelevant. I think that makes people think. That he must suck, right? Right. But but it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that at all. I mean, like, wasn't Tony Romo undrafted? Yeah, and like uh, that, Skylar Thompson was drafted four picks ahead of Purdy. Like it, it's it's like th- th- these guys in this realm, anyone getting that far this late, it's an impressive thing. No question. But he's propped up. Make no mistake. He's he's good. He's confident. He's, he's got propped unicorns up around him too. by his his team. Um, but if you go look at some of the scouting reports on him coming out of the, um, you know, like some of the draft write-ups, they are scathing. <laughs> I mean, these teams, <laughs> these teams. What, what are the what are the things that they they really knock him on? Well, one of them here says pocket setup lacks quickness. Field blinders occasionally rob him of seeing the big play. Delivery is labored. Lacks timing to beat NFL corners outside the numbers. Uh, shies away from tight window throws. Ball needs to come out sooner on deep ball shots. Confidence and consistency have been issues, which is weird. Because yeah, because that's not that's not the confident. case right now. Yeah. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Th- those are always fun to go back and uh, put your little retrospective glasses well, on. Yeah, there's one of them. I I remember we did this on the show many years ago, but the Cam Newton one was scathing. Mm-hmm. And that dude won an MVP, went to the Super Bowl. So yeah. Just shows you it's an inexact science. But rookie quarterbacks in conference title games, not good. 0-4, four touchdowns, nine picks, 51 passer rating. I still uh, think that the Eagles-Niners game, I don't I don't think it's going to be decided by Brock Purdy. Now, if he turns it over a couple times like Dak did last week, then they will pin it on Brock Purdy. But, if you know, I, I think this is all about the defenses and those matchups there. And I, I still kind of feel like, you know, because Brock Purdy is in this game, Jalen Hurts is getting a pass. You know, the Niners, if there's any defense that is going to warm that dude up and, and see what he's got and test that dude, it's the Niners. And so I, I wonder if Jalen Hurts can't be just as easily forced into uh, a key mistake that could cost him a game because this Niners defense is filthy. And so that's my, as a Niners fan, my biggest fear going into this game isn't about what Brock Purdy will or won't do. It's will they be able to make the Eagles offense like one dimensional with Jalen Hurts out there because I do think they have the guys to set the edge and try to keep him in the pocket, keep him from running around. But if he's able to use his legs and arm and they have to balance and guess, I think they're going to be in trouble. But if they can contain him running the ball and they say, okay, we know you're going to pass or we know you're going to hand it off. Different story. Well, I feel like their offense, the Niners offense needs to keep Jalen Hurts on the sideline. I think so. Limit those possessions. And and then one critical mistake becomes even bigger because Hurts, you know, 
just won't have that many opportunities. You could almost say the same thing for the Eagles, too. If you if you make Brock Purdy's possessions few and far between, does he get forced into yeah. mistakes more right. quickly? Well, that's, I mean, like you said, you think it's going to be a defensive battle. I do, too. These two defenses are legit. So that, that, one, that one could be a slugfest. Since 1980, the outright winner of the conference championship games, 72-11-1 against the spread. I will repeat that one. This is since 1980. The outright winner of the conference championship game has gone 72-11-1 against the spread. In other words, if you have not bet these games yet and you want to bet these games, just pick the winner. The point spreads don't matter. In other words, if you like the Eagles, lay the two and a half. If you like the Niners... Take them on the money line. Right. Basically, the, the biggest tip there is if you like the underdog, take the money line and the extra juice because if they're going to cover, they're just going to win. Exactly. Um, I have more. This is Conference Championship Stats of Palooza. Uh, some interesting numbers, and we'll get to uh, more of them next on The Fan. Welcome back. With great power comes great responsibility. That commercial break was a little bit like light. Isaac had to step out for just a moment. So now I'm in total control of our radio program. Yeah, it was a light break there, Isaac, and uh, I am the captain now. What the hell? Yeah. What's going on? I was yelling at Ryan Cooley the other day. Oh. Just, I mean, finger in his face. Tell him to fill up those breaks? Well, I'm like, dude, a 30-second break, I can't even pee. (laughs) Come on, Cooley. What are they doing back there in sales? Sorry about that. Uh, stats of Palooza. Okay, so these are just things that I've I've gathered. I've, I've put in the notes as I've been researching these games, these conference championship games. Uh, this isn't really a stat, but I thought it was interesting. You brought this up too, I think, earlier in the week, Buck. But all eight divisional teams were led by offensive head coaches. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So now in the Final Four, you have four of the top seven offenses statistically. Uh, for the season alive uh-huh. in the uh, in the conference championship games, which is interesting because Niners and Eagles we keep talking about defense, mm-hmm. but four of the top seven offenses in the league uh, are this weekend, which is another reason why it seems a it's just a it's just a it's just a very dynamic weekend that we're very that we're looking forward to. It's not the Patriots and the right and Jaguars Pan- Panthers or something. Um, Kansas City. All right, here's a little stat. Uh, this is not confirmation bias, as you and I both like Kansas City, but um, this is a, a concerning one. They are dead last, 32 out of 32 on special teams. They have the worst special teams in the league. You know what? I did notice last week, it seemed like every return, Jacksonville was yes. getting 35 yards or yes. something like that. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. And that, you know, in a tight game, that could that Those could be things huge. matter. That's right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in his career, and he is no longer an underdog, so this would not apply but now. But he could be again the way this line's been flipping. <laughs> I mean, seriously, be. I think it's gone both. It's it's gone over and back twice, right? Yeah, it has. Uh, he is seven one and one against the spread. Nine times he's been an underdog. He has gone seven one and one against the spread and six and three straight up. His only loss as an underdog was this year, that game to the Bills that they lost at uh, Burrowhead. Uh, the Chiefs win but don't cover. As you know, we've talked about this element a lot. They are 0-5 against the spread the last five games against teams with winning records. So that would uh, now... Well, usually they're a big favorite, and then they don't cover, but they win. win. Yeah. Uh, in this instance, uh, the line all the way down there at 1.5, they will have to 
win to cover. If Mahomes loses, he will set the record for the most home conference championship losses, which is uh, which would only be three. There, there are only uh, let's see, one, two, four quarterbacks to even have two home conference championship losses, and those would be Dan Marino, Cordell Stewart, Donovan McNabb, and Steve Young. Okay, so. Let's not. I mean, let's not hold this against Mahomes no. if they lose. I mean, it's really hard to be the yeah. team in this spot as frequently as he well. Is. Right. It's like that's not a product. You know, it could be a product of he's so good, he's always there. Right. It's a product of mass opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Or is two out of five not good enough? Right. Um, because I think they've been at home every every year. I think that's accurate. Yeah. So two out of five. I mean, I don't know if you host five straight title games in your place. And you only win two of them. I don't think you That's feel good about that. That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I don't think you feel good about that. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones. Okay, so we're talking a lot about the Bengals' offensive line, very banged up. Now, one of the things that I believe, and this could be completely untrue, but I believe it to my core that the snow in the Buffalo Cincinnati game was absolutely a huge factor. I thought Cincinnati handled it way better than Buffalo. And that was weird, wasn't it? That Buffalo looked like the Very team not weird. ready to play in that? It was so weird. Yeah, because they're, I mean, they're from Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. So they, I just thought, Cincinnati is really good. Yeah. But I just don't think they beat the Bills like that in any other scenario in Buffalo than the scenario that they had, which was the snow. It just looked like that the Bills could not take advantage because of the footing of the Bengals banged up offensive line and Burrow carved him up. That's why I think Kansas City might win this. Is that, Look, this this game, the look-ahead line on this game after Cincinnati beat Baltimore was 6.5. It is now 1.5. So you're telling me a, it's a five-point difference based on what Cincinnati did in Buffalo. Yeah. I don't really buy that because I think what happened in Buffalo gives Cincinnati all the credit, but I think the snow played a played a big factor, and I think what we're going to get back to here is that the Bengals really are banged up on the offensive line, yeah, and it is a problem. I also think with the Bengals, they have, and I, I'm sure there would be stats to either back this up or prove that it's not true, but they feel to me like they're a team when they go up in when they go up early, they get into a control the game mode that's really tough to break them out of. Yeah. It's like they develop this confidence and swagger, and it's led absolutely by Burrow. They have a nice first series. They have a nice t- second series. I-, I think they're the kind of team that makes you think, oh, man, it's going to be a long day. We're not going to be able to like get back over on these guys. Something about the way their confidence builds through a game was really impressive. I do think the snow is a massive part of it, but I think that if they were to get ahead of the Chiefs in this one, maybe tough. tough sledding for Kansas City. Well, remember last year, it was 21-3 in favor of Kansas yep. City. Yep. And they blew it. So that brings me back to Chris Jones. And Chris Jones is a Defensive Player of the Year finalist. He is awesome for the Chiefs. But he has zero sacks in 13 career playoff games, which is nuts to think about. That dude is going to have to have a day and feast on that Cincinnati offensive line uh, on Sunday. The Rams, uh, for um, just for context, the Rams in the Super Bowl last year, you know how many times they sacked Joe Burrow in that game? Oh, a bunch. Uh, seven? Seven. Is that right? Seven times in that game, and they still only won by three. Yeah. 
He was so, the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last season. I don't yeah. know if he was what he was this year. Yeah, they improved their offensive line, but now it's 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 banged up. So Chris Jones has got to be a big player Sunday. Since 2000. Now this goes uh this applies to uh Philadelphia. A team that won by 21 or more in its prior playoff game went 14 and 19 against the spread the next game. Okay. So that's the Eagles. Mhm. Uh <clears throat> Back to the Bengals. I'm just these are random stats. Fire them off. Name the quarterback with the highest EPA per drop pack against the Bengals defense this season. Now EPA is a is a fancy stat. Is that efficiency per attempt or something like that? It's expected points added. Oh, you were not okay. even close. No, nope. But that was a good guess. <laughs> expected points added is uh, a lot of the the stat nerds think it's a very good analytic. And it defines the value of each play by the effect it has on the offense's likelihood to score. Okay. So <laughs> the best quarterback against this Bengals defense this season, by the way, number two was Patrick Mahomes. Interestingly enough, the Bengals won that game in Kansas City, but um, <clears throat> Mahomes was number two behind Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Of the Browns wow. on Monday Night Football. Okay. It's also interesting to note that if we're talking about EPA, the Ravens with Tyler Huntley had a better EPA than against the Bill against the Bengals defense than the Bills did with Josh Allen. And oh I want you to wrap your head around that. So think about that. Well, so I can't even wrap my head around the acronym. So I'm still I'm still swimming over here. So, <laughs> but it, but it does sound jarring. Isn't that doesn't that tell you, like that is another reason that I kind of look at that snow game and go, mm, that was weird. Yeah, it yeah. was it was different. So the the Ravens with Tyler Huntley had a better EPA against the Bengals defense than the Bills with Josh Allen. Mahomes, uh, number two against the Bengals this year, um, in that game, they only lost by three. And I think mm-hmm. that Kansas City only punted one time. I think you're right. In that game. So, um, you know, that's why everybody expects another barn burner between these two teams. Uh, we will build the perfect hot dog. Two big reasons Kansas City wins. And uh, we'll revisit Nick Sirianni. Didn't really get off to a very good start in his first press conference with the Eagles. Those items are coming up next hour on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.